Welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast, juicy conversations about bravely stepping to the edge of your life to welcome in more health, fulfillment, and joy. I'm Stephanie Johnston, your host and also the founder of the Journey to Health and Happiness. I'm so glad you're here. Sink in and enjoy. Welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Steph Johnston, your host, and I am so excited that you are here today with me for this juicy conversation. Today, I want to dig into boundaries. So one thing I wish I had learned about and implemented in my life sooner is exactly that, boundaries, specifically boundaries between my work and my personal life. For years, I made myself available to those I led and those I reported to 24-7. I remember once having a leader I admired call me out on responding to emails in the evening after business hours. The advice offered went in one ear and out the other. And I want to be clear, there was no expectation from my company or my leaders to be available 24-7. This was an expectation I put upon myself. I thought that responding to every call, text, or email promptly, regardless of the time of day or the day of week, showed I was committed to exceptional performance. I believed others would value my commitment and my contributions. I believed that in adopting this work style, I was propelling my career forward faster. I've often said I wore busy like a badge of honor. I thought if I was busy and always needed by my work, that I meant I was successful, valuable, and needed. The desire to feel needed runs deep. Hands up if you are a recovering people pleaser too. But I digress. That is perhaps a topic for another episode. The truth is all I propelled myself towards was burnout. Failing to rest, failing to take real breaks led me to feeling exhausted and resentful. Each time the phone rang on a Saturday afternoon or I received a late text at night, I would be triggered. Just one day, just one night. Can't I have that? These were the thoughts I was was thinking. You know what the problem was with that? It was not the fault of those who were reaching out. I had taught them through my actions and behaviors that that was okay. The problem was my lack of personal responsibility. I was blaming others for how I was feeling and what I perceived as having to do. In fact, when in fact, if I had just paused long enough to identify what was missing, I could have avoided so much work-related stress. I had no boundaries and I was the one at fault. So let's dig into what are boundaries? I mean, what am I even talking about here when I'm talking about setting healthy boundaries? And then as we move along today, I would love to share with you some tips, some simple strategies that you can activate to set healthy boundaries for yourself. These are simple strategies that you can introduce to create more harmony between your work and your personal life. Yes, the lines may blur once in a while, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but if you can make even a little progress, let's call that a win. I do want to also comment here that with more of us working from home than ever since the pandemic, the lines between work and personal life can and have, I believe, blurred more than in the past. 
This is the time we need to take radical responsibility in this area and demonstrate personal leadership for our mental, physical, and emotional health. Many people know that the word boundary means setting a line or guardrails even. I think it conjures up images of fences or um, a physical block or barrier. But really, when we think about boundaries, I'm not talking about a property line or a brick wall that's used to keep people out. The boundaries I'm referring to are not rigid lines drawn in the sand that are clear for everyone to see. Boundaries, simply put, are the way we take care of ourselves. When we understand how to set and maintain healthy boundaries, we can avoid feelings of resentment, discouragement, disappointment, and even anger that build up when we allow these limits to be pushed. So now that we know what the boundaries, what healthy boundaries are, that idea of taking care of ourselves. Let's talk about some strategies that have supported me in self setting healthy boundaries. The first one is to identify your priorities. Yes, it's undeniable. We all need an income to cover basic necessities and the pleasures of life, but it is also important to identify other priorities outside of your work. Your priorities may include your family, your spouse, exercise, a hobby, maybe even a side hustle that you're growing. Your priorities are uniquely yours. Once you've identified these priorities, be sure to schedule them into your work week. I'm a believer that if you don't schedule it, it won't happen. If a regular date with your husband is on your list, schedule it, commit to it, fill your cup. And why I believe it is so important for you to identify what your personal priorities are is this, it will support you in this next strategy. So the next strategy is learning to say no. Saying no is a powerful skill that helps you enforce your boundaries and keep your goals a priority. This is something I work with my private clients on. I call it honoring yes and no in your calendar. If you're invited to an event that doesn't excite you, learning to politely say no instead of your typical yes can make a huge difference. When you say yes to experiences, events, commitments that don't fill you up, they can leave you feeling resentful and even angry in some cases. The same thing can be said around work. Meetings scheduled after regular business hours, politely decline when possible. Do not feel compelled to say yes. I recognize that there will be moments in your work day or work week where something will pop up that's a necessity that, you know, maybe is happening later or earlier than your scheduled work hours. When it's happening occasionally, that's one thing. When you are committing and making yourself available after hours on a regular basis, you're choosing to blur those lines. Learn to say no. One key thing I have learned here is that people will respect your boundaries as much as you do. The third strategy is to learn to effectively communicate your boundaries. 
Let those you work with know the hours you work. Do you start your day at 8.30 and end your day at 4.30? Do they know that? Let them know when they can expect you to respond and when you will not be available. I know from personal experience that this can be a hard one. Something always comes up, at least that always seemed to be my experience, but begin to distinguish for yourself between a real 911 urgent matter that needs your attention and something that can wait. And finally, take time off. This is a juicy one, and I want to break it down into a couple of different parts. The first one is as simple as taking your breaks. Did you know that many people do not take breaks because they feel guilty? Seriously, I'm talking about taking a 15-minute bio break or even a 30-minute lunch. Feeding yourself is not something to feel guilty about. Getting up to stretch your legs and step away from your desk for 10 minutes to clear your head is not going to negatively impact your performance. In fact, I would argue it's going to positively impact your performance. When you are stuck in something, a project that doesn't seem to be moving forward, you're feeling frustrated, that is the moment to take a break, to step away, to clear your head, to allow space for creativity and ideas to flow in. I can speak from personal experience on this one. I would often eat lunch in my car, driving between stores when I was a regional manager, or I would eat at my desk while working. Well, as a health coach now, I can tell you this is not ideal and can have serious consequences on your health. This is why I share, because when we know better, we can do better. And I'm sharing from my personal experience. In fact, a practice of taking regular breaks during your workday, as I said, can lead to improved performance and productivity. The concept of taking breaks and stepping away for a lunch is especially important if you are someone who works from home. Stepping away from your workspace, even if that is your kitchen table, and taking a break can be so important to your physical, mental, and emotional health. Get outside, enjoy some fresh air, soak up some vitamin D, go for a short walk, refresh yourself. Allow yourself to experience and enjoy a 20-minute meal. And then use your vacation. Do you know how many hours of banked vacation time I had when I left my last corporate job? Weeks. I had weeks of unused time off. And whose fault was that? Mine. I own that. Not making time to get away from work was all on me. And when you are on vacation, here is my one tip, friends. Learn from me. Don't take your laptop. Set your office out of office on and mean it. I used to joke that I was going off the grid. And in the same breath, I would be packing my laptop, my cell phone, my chargers. And at the small cottage resort we visit each summer, you could undoubtedly find me at least once, often daily, sitting on a bench near the main house, tapping into the Wi-Fi, responding to email. This was time that I was missing from my family, that I was prioritizing work over them, where I was prioritizing work over play, over fun, over rest. Off the grid, 
not likely. Think of this as your time to truly disconnect. That is what vacation is for. Whether it's a long weekend, a staycation, or a week-long adventure to the cottage, take the time off. Allow yourself the time and the space away from your work to rest. Rest promotes creativity. You may even find that when you do this regularly, your performance at work actually improves. And I do want to comment here that for me, and maybe for you as well, the practice of rest is exactly that. It's a practice. We have been entrenched in the hustle culture for so long that the concept of rest can be one that is really hard to embrace. And it may feel really difficult at first. So please, I encourage you, show yourself some grace and some love as you learn to practice how to rest. And then finally, one last strategy I want to offer up. This is another big one. And for me, I have to admit, this has been the hardest one. Those little notifications on your phone. You know, the ones that I'm talking about, the one that tells you when you have a new email or a hundred new emails, the flash on your phone that says you've received a new text, turn them off. Allow yourself, again, the space for a well-deserved break. Turning off your notifications, if you're like I was, also reduces the temptation to always be checking. If completely turning off your notifications feels overwhelming and there is a sense of panic descending upon you right now, take a deep breath. (laughs) Pause, breathe in, breathe out. Allow me to suggest another option. Try using the focus or the do not disturb function on your phone. You can set it for specific times of day. So you're not having to turn off all of your notifications, but perhaps you just set your do not disturb from 7 PM to 7 AM. If that even feels like a stretch for you right now, set it from 9 PM to 7 PM, but allow yourself the break, allow yourself the opportunity to be present in the moment to rest and to relax. You can even use the do not disturb and focus function on your phone throughout the day to allow yourself time to truly focus and be productive without distractions. This has actually become one of my favorite practices, that idea and ability to turn on the focus element on your phone so that you're not disturbed when you are deep in a project. This is a key element in the product on the process. And it's one that I don't want to skim over as I share about setting boundaries and giving yourself permission to step away from your work. I am also an advocate of being all in when you are working, whether in your job or when you're pouring into your own business, allowing yourself focused work time can increase productivity and output feelings of satisfaction and accomplishment will increase. And honestly, as those feelings of productivity and accomplishment increase, taking the time away feels less overwhelming, 
right? You know what you needed to get done, got done at work because you allowed yourself that focused time, but it also allows you to step away and be fully present in your personal life with your family, in your hobbies, whether it's exercise, movement, whatever you've chosen as your priorities, it allows you that opportunity to be fully present and not to be distracted by thoughts of what you could or should be doing at work. It is my hope that you are now seeing the relationship between rest, play, and productivity in your work. By prioritizing rest and play in our lives, we allow ourselves the space for creativity. We allow the space for new ideas to flow in. This in turn fills our cup, a topic that if you know me, you know I love to discuss. And when your cup is full, you are better equipped to pour into all areas of your life, your work, your family, your hobbies, your side hustle, all ships rise. It's my hope that you will experiment with some of these strategies that I've shared today, that you will take some time to identify where do you have the opportunity to set or even refresh a boundary in your life. Of course, I've only addressed work-life boundaries today, but there are many areas of our lives where healthy boundaries can increase the joy we experience daily. Now, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what resonates for you in this conversation. Have you struggled in the past to establish healthy boundaries? Is it something that you are questioning right now? Is this a completely new conversation for you? Or do you already have beautiful practices for healthy boundaries in place that are working for you? I invite you to hop over to Instagram and join in the conversation. You can find me at stepping to the edge. I'd love to hear what's working and also what's been a challenge for you. Let's have the discussion. Let's work through this together. So these are my tips and my simple strategies, friends, on how to set healthy boundaries in your life. Begin to practice these boundaries and allow yourself the grace and the time to build the habits that are required for these boundaries to be established. It's all part of the learning. It's all part of the growth. It's all part of stepping to our edges. So until next time, friend, I encourage you to take one small step today in the direction of your dreams, step to your edge, take inspired action and begin to live the life you desire. I'm sending much love friends. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the stepping to the edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And it would truly mean the world to me. If you would pause for just a second, give me a five-star rating and review, then be sure to share this episode with a woman, you know, would be inspired to step to the edge of her life after hearing this message. That's how we get this message out to more women around the world. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit me up on Instagram at stepping to the edge or check out my website at www.steppingtotheedge.com to discover all the ways we can work together. Thank you for being part of this mission. And until next time, I encourage you to go out there and bravely step to the edge of your life and do something for yourself today that will bring you more joy, more health, and more fulfillment.